0: I'm standing in between everybody and and, uh, whatever plans that we have, but uh, first I just want to give honor to Pastor and Sister Urshan and the girls, amen, and the Enuses while they're away, Um, amen, amen, yes, definitely love, love, love them dearly, and uh, I'm missing them actually, so uh, I know we all are, so trust me, he'll be back uh, behind the pulpit soon. And uh, excited to see them, but glad that they're getting a break and going to uh, Germany. If you didn't know, it's where Sister Urshan more or less grew up when the Enuses were there on the mission field. So they're getting uh, to celebrate some time together and um, just uh, a break and enjoy themselves. So I'm thankful for that. But we miss them and can't wait till they're back. And um, I just want to get right into the word today. And uh, a couple of preliminaries, though, like Brother Jordan said, next Saturday night. Uh, at 6.30, we do have ball de Vida, our Spanish language service, will be next Saturday night. Brother Loami Diaz will be here uh, ministering. I believe that starts at 6.30. We'll send out some announcements on that. Sunday morning, Brother Loami Diaz will be here ministering to us. If you've seen him, he's got a powerful ministry pastor. We'll be back uh, also to enjoy that with us. And then uh, New Year's Eve. We will have our Christmas Eve, I'm sorry, New Year's Eve. We will have a New Year's Eve service with Brother Diaz then also. So it's going to be a powerful time. We'll send out communication about that. And uh, next weekend is going to be a great, great uh, weekend. But this Wednesday night, we will not have service here at Tree Life Church. Amen. I'm going to look at Isaiah 7, Isaiah chapter 7, verses 7 through 14 this morning. And verse 7 says, Thus says the Lord, It shall not stand, nor shall it come to pass, for the head of Syria is Damascus, and the head of Damascus is resin. Within sixty-five years Ephraim will be broken, so that it will not be a people. The head of Ephraim is Samaria, and the head of Samaria is Ramalia's son. If you will not believe, surely You shall not be established. Again, that says, if you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Verse 10 says, Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in depth or in height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. So today's thought is simply believe. Believe. Thank you, Jesus. Let's seek him. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We, we thank you for the presence that's already in this place, Lord God. You've already settled and moved on, uh, on us, and we just thank you for your spirit. I pray that you anoint this service, Lord God. Anoint our, our Sunday school, Lord God, and everyone here, Lord God. Prick our hearts to hear your word today, Lord God. We give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I'm definitely not here this morning to debate the fact that, or when Jesus was actually born. If it was December 25th, um, it most certainly was not. Um, We don't know when it was, and uh, I don't have to know. I, I don't really have to know when exactly it was, so I'm not here to debate um, whether or not he was born in a, in a few days on December 25th, or not here to debate whether or not uh, we should or should not celebrate Christmas, not here to debate whether or not there were three wise men or 300. Uh, I'm not really sure, but what I do know, and what I do believe, and what I can stand on emphatically is that he indeed was born. Amen. God himself, the omnipotent, the almighty God that breathed life into each and every one of us, that that spoke the world into existence, that spoke light into existence, I know for a fact that he indeed was born of a virgin, so that much I can believe, and that much I can say, the rest of it, I don't need to worry about. I don't need to get into. I've seen some compelling evidence where people have studied and looked into and said, okay, well, we think he was actually born here. We think he was actually born at this time. And looking at the stars and aligning them based on the time that he was roughly born or that year and said, well, it looks like maybe the this star and this planet would have been aligned and this planet would have been aligned and all very compelling things. And I, I entertain it for a few minutes and I say, that's great. Amen. I'm glad that you are, uh, are, are looking into it and trying to find it. But I already believe it. I already know it. And that's all that I need to have for my foundation is that I believe that it happened. And I don't care if it happened on December 25th or not. I know that it happened. Thank you, Jesus. So they can look into those things. And there's a lot of people that need to see and, and, and try to understand and, 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 and figure things out through science or whatever it is. But I just want to have the faith just the faith to believe and trust and say, I believe that it happened, Lord, and that's what I'm going to stand on. That's all that I need to stand on, Lord, is the fact that you did die. You did raise yourself again. You did come here for our, our sins and save us. So he was born in a manger, meek, and he did live a spotless life without any sin, Those are the things that I believe. Those are the things that I can hold on to and say, you know, I don't know exactly what you're, you know, the the discovery channel or whatever it is that you're showing that you're looking into this and that and the other and trying to line all these things up. That's cool. That's great. I'm going to look at that and watch that. But I know that he wrapped himself in flesh. Amen. I know that he lived an entire life without sin for me, for you. That's the thing that a lot of people don't believe or don't have the understanding to believe or want to try and understand scientifically. Well, what does that mean? But that's the foundation that if I can have that, if I can have that foundation of belief and knowing that, yes, he was born. God himself, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one God. That God, the one God that he came down in the flesh, if I can have that as my foundation, then I know that everything else that is built on it That I can always come to, whether it's good or bad, whatever it is. I want to get the bad stuff out. But I know if that's my foundation, I have something. I have something that I can always go back to. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And I can remember, and I'm thankful for the the foundation that I have. I remember being a a small kid, a small child, and, and that's where, thank you, Bishop Buller and Sister Buller, and my mom and my family for, for raising me up in this. But that's the foundation that I have, and I'm grateful for it. And believe also. Believe. We hear that this time of year a lot. We see that this time of year a lot around around Christmas. And they seem to be talking about something entirely different than than what we, we may be talking about today. Uh, they may be talking about a man in a red suit. And I'm not here to be a spoiler for anybody so I'm not going to say my thoughts on that or what they should or shouldn't be, but that's mostly what they're talking about. I believe in the christmas spirit and and if you've ever seen the movie uh Polar Express, which i've I see about five thousand times every December because of my daughter um, and I admit I enjoy it every time so <laughs> but you know the the boy in there he's he's on this journey on this train this this polar Express to find out whether he believes. Or not. And then, pretty much at the end, is when he decides, I believe. I believe, is what he says. And then the man in, in the red suit shows up and, and he can actually see him. But I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about Jesus Christ, our Savior. <laughs> Hallelujah. Our God and Savior and Creator. And I'm thankful for him today. But I, I know about that time, it was about that time that I was wondering a question, and when you're in that five, six, seven-year-old, I know my daughter is four now, and she asks why about, I don't know, 2,000 times a day. Why this? Why that? Why, why, why? So finally, my wife has managed to just kind of ignore her. I still have not been able to do that. <laughs> I still try to come up with some kind of an answer, and usually am defeated, but... Um, it's about the time as that, that young boy in Polar Express where he's on this journey to find out whether if, or not he believes in the man in the red suit that I was wondering, okay, I'm going to Sunday school every week. And there's a lot of stories that in the Bible and in Sunday school, that's like, wow, that is amazing. A man living in, in a belly of a whale for three days. David killing a giant with a rock, whatever it is that we hear in Sunday school. So I'm hearing all these stories, and I'm at that age where I'm like, "All right, I want to understand this. I want to, I want to understand. Is this true? What is this? Why? How should I believe? What can I, what can I believe?" And I remember it was a Saturday night before a, a Sunday morning service, and I'm sure that myself and my mom were talking about church the next day, getting ready for it. I, I can remember it vividly as, as being, you know, that age in our living room at the time with uh, uh, an old style green carpet and a long, one of those old record players that had, it was probably 10 feet long, and Jesus' hands sitting on that and just wandering. So all those things are vividly painted in my mind because it was such a, a point in my life where God just really showed me who he is. Um, and we said, we were just talking about all the things of God and the Bible and, and, and help me understand this. and. Asking her the questions, probably saying why a hundred times, who knows. But ultimately, she said the right thing and said, well, we just need to pray and ask God to show us something, to show you something. So, again, it was a Saturday night, so we're getting ready to go to church in in the morning. And I knew I had Sunday school, so we prayed and asked God to show us something in the Bible and opened it up. And uh, we turned to the begats, and it was all these begats. Begat, 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 and as a five, six-year-old, I have no idea what is this even about. I don't know what this is, but I am sure tomorrow in Sunday school, we're not going to talk about this. I'm sure we're probably going to talk about David and Goliath or something like that. So I just say okay, and uh, you know, go to bed and, and 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 move on. The next day in Sunday school, um, sure enough, we talk about David and Goliath. I'm just kidding. We talk about the begats. Amen. So for me, a five, six-year-old, that gave me a foundation and something that I can believe in and I can say I have no doubt because I can tell you what, when a kid that age is going to Sunday school and you know this is not what you're going to study and that's what you read about and that's what you're studying, that's going to give you a foundation and a belief that you can stand on. Hallelujah, because I can tell you with certainty, I've taught Sunday school for about six years, and never once in our lesson plan was the begats. And I think some of these guys over here that I taught would probably have said, what are you guys talking about right now? Because it was nothing that we would have ever taught about. So that gave me a foundation that I could stand on. That gave me something that I could always look back to and say, I do believe I do believe because, God, you spoke to me and you showed me something that there's nobody else that could have showed me. There's nobody else that could have told me. I could have asked somebody. I could have asked my mom, my pastor, my Sunday school teachers, whatever it is. And they can tell you something, but when God speaks to you, hallelujah, when God speaks to you, and when God shows you something, you can stand on that and you can believe on that and then you can stand tall and stand firm on that for the rest of your life. Amen. That was the beginning of me getting an understanding where the boy in the movie is starting to believe in something that as you get older in years, that belief may fade. But for me, as I grew up and grew older, that strength, that, that grew. That was the foundation for my belief that said, yes, this is true. Yes, this is true. So then at seven, when I'm baptized in the name of Jesus and cleansed of my sins and set free from that, I could stand on that. That gave me a foundation that I could believe in and could say, yes, I took on your name, Jesus. Yes, I took on your name. So now I know I was cleansed of everything else. I'm seven years old, but I know I took on your name. Hallelujah. And I know that I can go back to that time right now at seven years old and remember exactly how I felt at that time. I don't remember a lot about seven years old, but I remember how refreshing that water was. No matter how cold it may be, no matter how dirty it may be, that's the cleanest you're going to ever feel in your life when you go down in the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, God. I thank you for it. Hallelujah. Now we have Brother Durst and others that take good care of our baptismal tank. So don't worry necessarily about the cold or the bugs. But, whether they are or not, I've seen stories of people being baptized in rivers full of snakes in the middle of winter, whatever it may be. Uh, We've had preachers talk about how they saw somebody go down into the middle of a pond or a lake with snakes everywhere and people saying, I'm not getting in there. And And the preacher said, wait a minute. And he walked down and as he walked into the water, those snakes just fled and clear the path so somebody could go down and be baptized in that name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, thank you, God. That's the foundation that I can stand on. That's the foundation that I can go back on and say, I believe in that. I believe in that, being filled with the Holy Ghost at 10 years old. That's a foundation that I could stand on for the rest of my life. That's a foundation that I was able to look back on and say, okay, thank you, Jesus, for filling me with your Holy Spirit, because it's something that steered me and guided me through the rest of my life. And even though I found myself for far too many years filling myself with too many things like so many other people have, that was always the truth and what I could believe in, and what I could fall back on and say, I know, I know that somewhere inside of me the truth exists. I don't believe everything that's coming into me right now that I'm entertaining because I've taken a step off of the path that I should be on, but I know what I can fall back on. I know what I believe in. I know what's true, and I know what's solid, and I know what foundation is solid. And I know that uh, below all this junk is something solid. So someone today needs to understand that there's a foundation that you can look to. Someone here today needs to understand that I don't care what mess you may have gotten yourself into. Someone listen today, I don't care what mess you may have gotten into. If you believe, if you believe what we just read, Emmanuel, God with us. If you can believe that... You've taken the step to having the foundation that you need. Hallelujah. If you can believe that, you've got something that will stand stronger than all the junk that you're bringing into your life. If you can believe that, I don't care what the enemy throws against you. I don't, want, I don't care what missteps you take. I don't care what mishaps you take. That foundation will be solid enough to get you back on your footing, to get you back on solid ground, if you can believe on that. That's what I believe in today. So I don't need science to tell me what's true and what's not true. I, they're looking for Noah's Ark. I, if you find it, amen, that's great. Some people have said it's here. Some people have said "Oh, I know is I believe it. That's all I know is I believe it. You don't have to find it. If you do, amen. Hallelujah, some people are trying to show that, hey, the Bing Bang Theory didn't exist. I already know it didn't exist. You don't need to sh- prove it or disprove it, whatever the case. If they come out and say, we have scientific proof tomorrow that it absolutely, definitely happened, I'm going to say, no, it didn't. It's a lie. It's straight from the enemy in he- of hell. And I know it's a lie because God spoke life. That's what I believe in. That's my foundation that I can stand on so if tomorrow they come out and say I, we found the missing link we found the missing link that somehow seems to co- always just they can't find it I know why because it doesn't exist amen thank you Jesus that's the foundation that I have that's what I can believe in so when the schools tell us one thing I know what this word says I know that this is what I can stand on and this is what I can say you know what I don't care what you come up with. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you try to tell me. I don't care if it's what I think or don't think. I know that this is true. I know that this is what I can stand on and what I can go to and what I can say, this is what I believe in. Young people, this is what I can believe in because it stands tall forever. It can never be disproved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to be able to draw on that belief. I'm thankful to be able to constantly say, you know what, I don't know, but I can believe that. I know because God showed it to me. I know it because God showed it and spoke to me. I know it because when I went into Sunday school and said there's no way they're going to talk about that, they talked about to be cats. I know that how I felt when I came up out of that water. I know how I felt and how I changed when I got filled with that Holy Spirit. Praise God, we can show this, and I'm thankful for this, and we can teach people this, and we can give Bible studies, amen, go to the workshop, do all those things to give Bible studies, but I tell you what, a testimony is what people want to hear, hallelujah, a testimony is what's going to speak to people, brother Darren Parnell and I have been into so many jail cells speaking to those people that are locked up and incarcerated, and we teach them and we talk to them about the word, but I tell you what, when you start getting into a testimony, you start to prick hearts. When you start getting into a testimony, you start to soften people up a little bit. And you say, hey, you know what? You may not understand what this is. You may not understand who Judah is or or what Judah and, and Israel and the separate kingdoms and what Kings is and Chronicles is and all of that stuff. And you certainly may not understand the begats. But I can talk to you about what happened with me. I can talk to you about where I was. So if you're struggling with what you you believe, if you're struggling with the scriptures that I wrote, seek out a testimony today. Talk to somebody about their testimony today. Don't be afraid to talk to somebody about their testimony. And we can't be afraid to share our testimonies, church. We can't be afraid to tell people what God did for us. Because you don't know how it's going to change someone's life. You don't know. If God has touched you, you need to give him a praise right now. If God has changed your life, you need to give him a praise right now. If God has healed your body, you need to give him a praise right now. If God has changed the path that you've been on, you need to give him a praise right now. Jesus, thank you, God. Because I didn't do it. Our pastor, as great as he is, didn't do it. No one else did it but Jesus, that name that we sang about. That's the mighty name. That's the holy name. That child that was born in a manger, that lived that spotless life. He's the one that changed my life. Nobody else did it. Hallelujah. I don't care what the media wants to say. I don't care what the schools want to say. Jesus is the one that changed my life. Praise God. It did happen. You're not going to tell me it didn't because I know what God did to me. You can't take that away from me. You can't have a professor in a college take that away from me, TJ. They can't take it away from what God's done for you, TJ. They can't take it away in the high schools. They can't take it away in the grade schools. They can't take it away because I know what God did for me. And I'm thankful for what he did for me. And that's what we can give praise for. And that's what I believe in. And that's what I stand on. He was born. He was born. He did live a spotless life. He did die on a cross. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I remember uh, a conversation I had with a a really great friend of mine um, several years ago. It's been probably eight, nine, ten years. I don't know what it was, but it was uh, probably about ten years because it was shortly after, maybe a year or two after I had, come back to God and the church, thank you, Jesus, and gave my life back to the Lord. But this was a friend of mine that all through, uh, you know, uh, our early years, we would have debates. And uh, that foundation that I'm talking about, that, that truth that I had in deep inside of me, even though it got covered up with a bunch of junk, like so many of us have found ourselves doing, it was still there, and it was still my foundation, and it was still what I stood on. So even in those early years when we were doing things that weren't exactly good, whatever it may have been doing, I don't even need to get into, but having those conversations and those debates, and my state of mind thinking I knew a little bit about God, which I did because of that foundation, but wasn't living right, but I still knew and talked about the things of God. And be it abortion or whatever it was we were talking about, and I took you know, the stance of, I don't believe in it, that's God. You know, God gives us. Uh, a, a life and and his views and opinions on things we would have those those debates and I would always you know err on the side of the bible I'd always choose the side of God always choose the what the word says and um and they were friendly debates and we would go on well a couple years after I got back into church and serving God we were hanging out together I wasn't doing the things that they were doing but I was still hanging out and spending some time with him. Not as much as I did before. But I'll tell you this. God showed me all those friends that I had then and I still love now. God said, don't, don't cut ties with those relationships. You knew those guys for 10, 15 years and knew them well. And if you leave, if you cut ties with those relationships, what are they going to have? Amen. So I, I, I've never, I still see them and talk to them and love them dearly and, um, so we were at one of our friend's houses and they were doing some of the things that I wasn't doing, you know, drinking and, and everything. And, but we got into the conversation and he's like, okay, so you're changed. You're this person. And I know for a good year they probably thought, all right, how long is this phase going to last? Thank you, Jesus. It's still lasting today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because of that foundation, church. Because of that Holy Ghost because of that name thank you Jesus but so we started talking about you know all the all the stuff everything that we used to talk about and then some and so now he's curious and saying all right so what what is all this and and what do you believe in and now he's saying well I'm I'm agnostic or he's telling me I don't believe in this or I don't believe in that and I'm like all right let's get into this let's do it let's have some fun and and uh it got uh I don't want to say heated, but it definitely got passionate. But that's all right, because we were good enough friends and are good enough friends where we could, we could do that. But it would be this constant just he would disparage God and, and just get on God and, and, and just why does this happen and why does he allow that and why does he allow this to happen and I would talk him up and say, well, this, that, and the other. You know, we have free will. You know, we, ha- we have uh, the, the, this thing called free will that God gave us that a lot of times... We cause the problems in our lives and not always definitely not always but we're talking up and down this process and and i'm saying i, I disagree with you because of this and i disagree with that and he would be like okay i, I kind of start I, I see your point but then he would constantly come back to disparaging you know god and saying well why did this happen to my daughter and why did that happen and i'm saying i don't, I don't know you know but but there's a reason for everything. And going through the, you know, the typical debate that we have with people. And that's the other thing that we can always tell people, churches. That's how our testimony can speak to people, too. Because he's one of those people that did want to talk about the science of it all. And understand, well, how come the, I can't see God? All those things that, that we hear people say. And so I started to get into my testimony with him. And that's when you start to prick hearts. That's when you start to, to see people start to say, okay. Because at one point he was talking about speaking in tongues, and he said, "Ah, that's people just do that. That's all fake, and and this and that and the other." And I said, "Well, uh, no, it's not." And he said, "You telling me you do it?" And I said, "Well, pretty much every day." <laughs> and he said, "Wow." And that's where he went back to all those debates that we had as younger people growing up and he said you know you've always been someone that your moral compass was something that I admired in you you're you're always your stance was always something that I admired in you and I always knew that you to be truthful and you to be honest so if you're telling me that you speak in tongues then I have to believe that this thing is real amen so you start to tell people there's a lot of people out there that don't know this truth church there's a lot of people that you're working with right now. There's a lot of people that you're going to see probably in two days at Christmas dinner with your family that don't understand it, that don't believe it, that don't, they, they don't understand what this is. So we got to tell them. We have to say, yes, I do speak in tongues. Yes, I do have the Holy Ghost. And this is what it's doing for me. Hallelujah. This is what it's done for me. Thank you, Jesus. That's what I believe in, so I'm telling them that's what I believe that's what I believe but he kept going back to it and kept going back to well why does this and why does that and then you know why I just believe that something happened and and maybe there's this kind of a God that's up there that just created things and then just stepped aside and I said I, I don't know but I'm thankful today church that that's not the God that I believe in I'm thankful today that that's not the God that that is real I'm thankful for a God that said, you know what, I do love you so much that I am going to come down and be born of a virgin and I am going to sacrifice myself on a cross for you. I am going to sacrifice myself and hang and be whipped and die on a cross and then resurrect myself. That's what a lot of people don't know. They don't understand. They don't don't know how to believe it because they haven't experienced it yet. They haven't experienced it. So when we talk to them about some of this word and and we just give them scriptures, they don't get it. They don't understand it. So we have to tell them, look, you need to pray. You need to seek God. You need to ask God. And then I need to tell them, this is what happened to me. And this is why I believe what I believe. And this is like with my friend. It starts to kind of chip away at some of those thoughts. And thus some of those beliefs. So finally I got to a point where I kept hearing it so much that he just kept hammering away at God. I just had enough. And I said, all right, why do you give this whatever it is that you believe in? Why do you give that God a pass, but not the God that I'm talking about a pass? And it it stopped him. It made him think, I I don't know. Why is that? Why why am I just blaming this God and blaming this God? And so many people, church, get to that point. So many people, us included, have gotten to that point in our life where something bad has happened, something has gone wrong, whatever it may be, that we want to be angry at God. We want to blame God. We want to all of a sudden wonder about our foundation and what we believe in. When we got to know and understand and trust that God does love us. God does love us, each, each one of us, and did die on that cross for us. we got to tell people about the cross. we got to tell people that, you know, when he hung on that cross, he did see you. He did know your name. He did understand exactly who you were and exactly who you are. We can believe in that. And then show them that is what I believe in. Because I know that whatever comes my way. A lot of it. A lot of it in my many years of being away from God. With things that I brought on myself. Mistakes and decisions that I made. And now I want to go back and blame God. I want to go back and blame God. Well all of a sudden. But I, if I look and trace everything back. I can say okay that's what happened. That's this decision that I made here. Got me all the way over there. When God doesn't leave us. God doesn't leave us. We can leave God. Just know that. God doesn't leave us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And he is holy. And he is righteous and he is true. And we got to understand that sin, he hates sin, but he doesn't hate us. He doesn't hate us. That sin is what separates us. That sin is what gets us off of that path. It gets us away from him. He's not leaving us. He's not standing there saying, oh, you just did that, so I don't love you anymore. That's not the God we served, But that's so many people think that and have come to believe that. When we got to show them and tell them, no, it's not. Do you see the joy? Do you see this everlasting joy? We talked yesterday in in, in men's uh, prayer about so much turmoil in this world and so many things that are going on that we get wrapped up in, and we can ourselves get caught up in those things, and and all of a sudden they consume us. But it's that same joy that we always have to go back to. It's that same belief system that I always have to go back to and say, that's what I'm going to stand on. That's what I believe in. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So we look at the story that we talked about. It's not that these scriptures weren't just to talk about um, Emmanuel, God with us. But we can look at, at what's going on here. And king Ahaz is the king of Judah at this time. And the preface it before what we read, um, this is at the time when Judah and Israel are separate kingdoms. And Ahaz is an evil, evil wicked king. And um, he has taken Judah and and, and made them into an idolatry nation. He he has brought a lot of sin into the nation. He's brought a lot of uh, idol worship into the nation of Judah. So now what we see is Isaiah is coming to him and saying, here's what you've got to do. Because you've made these decisions, you need to get off this path because there's a couple of nations that are getting ready to come and destroy you if you stay on this path. If you stay on making these decisions of, uh, of idolatry and worship of these false idols instead of serving God, this is destruction is gonna come against you. So Isaiah has come and said, search for, search God. Ask God for a sign. Don't ever be afraid to ask God for a sign. I, I, I know what, what the, uh, he referenced here, what the word says, but don't be afraid. If you find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do, if you find yourself in trouble, if you find yourself lost, feeling alone, don't ask for God to show you if he exists or if he's there for you. Ask him, Lord, show me something that you're here with for me. I promise you that he'll show up. I promise that you that he'll answer you, but Ahaz isn't doing that. He's looking for his own way. Ahaz is saying, I'm going to take my own path and forge my own path. So Isaiah tells him, look, there's going to be a child that's going to be born. Look for this sign. A child born of a virgin. And it says here um, in verse 9, it says, If you will not believe, surely you shall not be established. Another translation essentially says, If you do not stand firm on your faith, you will be destroyed. Ahaz chose the other path. He didn't stand firm on his faith. He chose to go his own direction. He chose to stay in that idolatry world and serve those idols. And what he did, instead of seeking and trusting God, he went to Assyria to ask them for help against these, these attacks. See, too often we, we, we look for answers elsewhere than God. Sometimes we're afraid to ask God for help because we're afraid what his answer might be. Sometimes we're, we know what his answer might be, and we're like, I, I, I know what you're going to say, Lord. So I, I'm afraid to actually ask for the answer to this because it's not necessarily what I want. And that's where I believe Ahaz was. He didn't really want to know what God wanted for him. He didn't really want to take the path that God wanted him. So he went to another nation and said, I'm going to go to this other government. I'm going to go to this other nation and ask them for help to get me out of this trouble, to get me out of this bond that I'm in. Well, it didn't exactly work, and he was destroyed. And that's something that we all too often do: is look to this country, to our nation, to our government, to our job, whatever it is that we're looking to. That's what Ahaz did. It said, "I want to. I want to find my peace. I want to find my answers in this. I want to find my answers in my job. I want to find my answers that the government can help me. This political party can help me. This president can help me. Whatever it is, I know that my hope is in one thing: Jesus Christ." That is my one hope. Because I don't know what the next political party or the next president or this president, I don't know what they're going to do. But I can't stand on those. It's Jesus Christ. That's my one answer that I can, that's my one foundation that I can go all the way back to and say, that's what I'm going to stand on. That's what I know is true. Every time it's tried and true. And when I get off that path and all the other junk comes in and I find my way over there, I can go back and say, oh, that foundation. That's what I'm going to find my way back to. Too many things. We put our hopes into too many things. We put our trust into too many things. Growing up, I-, I was told, oh, you got to get a job at a company, and you stay there for 50 years, and, and-, and they'll take care of you, and you'll have a pension, and, and that's just what you do. That's what you do. So I-, I saw my dad start to do that with a company a lot of you probably remember, Swallons, and that was it. Hey, I'm here. I'm going to be here for you know, the rest of my life, and I'll retire, and everything will be good, and you get your vacation and all that stuff. Well, all of a sudden, that company closes down. What happens then? What do we stand on then? That's when we have to go back to our foundation and say, that's what I'm going to stand on. That's the truth that I can stand on. And I don't know, but Jehovah Jireh is my provider. It's not a company. It's not a government. The government shall rest on his shoulders. Hallelujah. It's going to rest on his shoulders. So I can't turn to anything else. I can't put my trust into anything else. That's what we are full of. And I'm thankful for our nation. I'm thankful for the blessings that we have in this country. We are so blessed with so much that maybe we've gotten to a point where we're so comfortable. That's all we know. And we can forget. We can forget what this is when it comes time. How many of us, I just wonder if we came into prayer on a Sunday morning, 930 to 10 before service, how many things would change in our lives. I just wonder if the first time we had conflict, we went into our prayer closet and said, Lord, help me. Lord, I I don't know. My my first initial thought is to call so-and-so. They're always there for me. They've always got the money to bail me out. They've always got the word of wisdom. But what what would happen if I went into my prayer closet? What would happen if I gave it to him first? What would happen if I turned to that foundation of the Holy Ghost and said, that's what I'm going to turn to first? What would happen if we came in on a Sunday night before service and prayed together? as a body of Christ, or on a Sunday morning? What miracles? We talk about seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. What would we see if we did it? What would we see if we lived it? What would we see? What miracles, what changes in our lives would we see? I used to work with a guy, and we would have definitely different doctrine opinions. But we had great conversations about God and the Word. And something he said to me, struck me, it was interesting. He said, you know, whatever the world says, and whatever the... Hollywood says and everything says, if everyone, even if they didn't believe it, just lived this, if they just lived and did everything in this Bible, if they did everything the word says, they would find so much peace. We would be a complete world of peace, but nobody wants to go this direction. We want to follow the way of Hollywood or the way that the music industry or whatever our favorite artist is speaking, and those aren't the things that we can lean on. I've found, I've lived long enough and made enough mistakes that it's that true foundation that I can fall back on. That's the only thing that's been true in my life. Everything else has fallen apart. Every other company that you decide to work for, whatever it is, it's going to fall apart. It's going to pass. But heaven and earth, heaven and earth will pass away, but that kingdom, his word, that will not pass away. His eternal kingdom will not pass away. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we can stand on. When we hit those hard times, we can say, you know what, I don't know why you're bringing this into my life, Lord. I don't know what this problem is in my life. But I know you see eternity, and I don't see it. I know that in the scale of eternity, this two years, or this one year, or this five, or this 15 years of whatever it is that I'm going through, on the scale of eternity, it's not even a blip. You can't even see it. We have to put our minds and our eyes on the eternal things. Like Paul said, set our minds on the eternal things. So I know when I find those troubles and those faults, that's what I do. I want to wake up with my mind stayed on Jesus. I want to put my mind on Jesus because I know that when everything else can be dark, he is light. I know he is truth and that's the foundation. That's what I can believe in. That's what Ahaz didn't believe in. Ahaz took the other path. He went the other direction. And then he fell apart. His kingdom fell apart. But his son, Hezekiah, took the other direction. His son, Hezekiah, went the, uh, the way of restoration in God and in the kingdom of God. When Ahaz was dest- destroyed because he put his faith in another government, he put his faith in another kingdom to say, I want you to come bail me out. All of a sudden, that kingdom and that king did what so many other people did when we bailed them out. They said, okay, now you owe me something. So Ahaz found himself under the thumb of Assyria. And that's what we find when we put our faith, when we put our hopes in the world, when we put our hopes in government, when we put our hopes in someone else, they're going to hold their thumb over you. Jesus will not do that. Hallelujah. My God will not do that. The God that loves you will not do that. Thank you, Jesus. Hezekiah didn't do that. Hezekiah said, I'm going to destroy everything that he did. I'm going to destroy every idol in this nation. I'm going to restore our temples. Ahaz destroyed his temples, gave the gold, gave everything of God to, to the Assyrian king. He destroyed his whole nation, took everything of God out, worshipped false idols, uh, sacrificed one of his own sons, the Moloch, turned his life to the world and what he thought the world would offer and what he thought the world would save, but it's not. It's that same God. And Hezekiah said, that's what we're going to go back to. Before Hezekiah did anything else, he started to restore the temples. He started to restore the doctrine of God. He started to restore everything of God. Before he restored the army, before he restored the finances, before he restored any walls, anything else, he restored the temples. He put things back in order with God. Put things back in order with the Lord. And then he said, okay, now that we got this established, we can start to restore other things. And that's when God started to restore. And everything that the Assyrian and the other armies destroyed, now God restored it. And when they came against him, because he said, no, Assyria, we're not going to give you what my dad gave you. We're not going to give you what the past king gave you. I'm going to stop giving you all this gold and everything. They started to come at him. God said, no. He's restored and established me in the kingdom first. Hallelujah. So don't think that you've caused too much destruction in your life that God can't restore it. Thank you, Jesus. Don't think that you can bring too much into your life that God can't restore it. So I don't care, I hear too many people say, I'll come back to church when I get this in order, or that in order, or that in order. Hezekiah didn't do that. Hezekiah said, I'm going to get myself in order with you first, God. Then I'll start worrying about the other stuff. So if you're here today, or you hear this message, understand, you just got to look to God first. I don't care what other, what other idols you have in your house or in your temple. It doesn't matter to me. If you just start putting yourself first with God, He'll start the restoration project. You don't have to do it. Praise God, He'll do it. He's the one that wants to do it. If you try to do it, it's going to be false. It's going to be built on the wrong thing. It's only God that can bring the restoration. Hallelujah, He's the one. My God, so don't think. Oh, well, I've got to get this junk out of my life, and then I'll come to church. How many times have I heard somebody say, oh, well, if I come into church, it's going to catch on fire. My God, hallelujah. What do you think Paul, you think Paul, what what would he have said? Jesus said, no, that's not the way. I'll take care of all that stuff. I'll I'll take care of that. Paul's killing Christians, doing worse things than we can ever imagine. And God said, no, I'm going to show you who I am. If you want to come into church, you come into church. Hallelujah, this is a place of restoration. This isn't just where holy people come in and say, oh, look at me. I've got it all right. I can promise you that no matter who you look at in this place, we've got our own troubles and our own problems that we're going through. But we've started to understand what my foundation is. And that's what I put my trust in. That name, that baptism in Jesus' name, that Holy Ghost that I have, that knowledge of what the truth is, that's what I know I can stand on. So don't think that, oh, I, I've gotten too far. I can, I can tell you, I certainly had that thought in my own life. I certainly had that own thought, but again, I had that foundation, that belief. No, you know what? I don't know how far away I am. I know that the enemy has put all these lies in my mind, all these lies from hell, all these things that I started to believe in that weren't true. Uh, I had that foundation that I could say, okay, well, this is falling apart in my life. This is falling apart in my life. I started to put my belief in this. If I got this job, if I had this income, if I lived here, whatever it may be, and when it all falls away, I still had that foundation. I still could say, no, I can go stand on that. Ahaz, I'm not going to stay on your path. I'm going to understand. I'm going to listen to what the prophet said, that there's a child that's going to be born of a virgin. I'm going to listen and I'm going to look to that truth and what the word says. And I'm going to say, God with us. His name shall be Emmanuel. God is with me. I don't know where I am. I don't know what mistakes I've made, but God is still with me. I may be far away from him, but he's still with me. I can still call on that name right now and say, Lord, I know you're going to show up because I'm calling on your name, and it's not too late. It's not too late. Until I hear, depart from me, I never knew you, it's not too late. Until I'm in that grave or till you're in that grave, it's not too late. I can call on that name, thank you, Jesus. And I can be restored. And I can repent of my sins. And I can be baptized in the name of Jesus and filled with his Holy Spirit. Because that's a foundation and that's a truth that I can believe in. So whatever this government wants to tell us, if it wants to take prayer out of schools, if it wants to take the Ten Commandments out of the courthouses, I don't care what you do. Go ahead and do it. You're not taking this out of my heart. You're not taking it out of my heart. You can't take it out of my heart. Because God put it there. And there's no man that can take me out of his hand. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, I thank you. I have no doubt that Ahaz did not, I don't think he set out to be an evil king. I don't think Ahaz set out to make the decisions that he made and to find himself destroying everything that God had built in that nation. I don't think Ahaz has made those decisions to find himself on that path of complete and utter destruction. I I know that all of us have those, again, we're in a nation that is so blessed. And when we get... Whatever income or whatever it is that we want, seeking you know the right companion, you know our, our spouse, our loved ones, whatever we think, everything is going to be the answer. This is going to be the answer. The next thing is going to be the answer. Constantly looking for the next thing. Ahaz was constantly looking for the next thing and saying, I'm going to do it this way because I can put my hope in. Assyria is strong. They have a strong army. They have a lot of money. They can help me destroy these, these nations. I don't think he set out to say, I'm going to turn from God. He certainly had a foundation. He was the king of Judah. It was there. It existed. He knew the stories. He knew Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He knew who Jehovah was. He knew Yahweh. He had to. Isaiah's telling him, this is what you need to do. I don't think he set out to say, this is what I'm going to do, but, uh, and I'm going to turn from God and find myself in this wicked place. But those decisions that he made that brought him to that path. And Hezekiah restored it. I don't think we always make the decisions to turn from God. I don't think we always make the decisions that bring destruction into our life. I don't think we purposefully make decisions that bring turmoil into our life and cause us to be on paths that that are destructive and and bring relationships that fall apart and bring financial situations, whatever it may be, that fall apart. I don't think we set out to, to, to do that but we make decisions based on what we see in this in our in our society and based on what our intellect tells us or based on what this news anchor tells us or this celebrity tells us whomever it is we we think sometimes that they don't have an agenda so many people put oh well i watch this news station because i like this news anchor or i listen to this celebrity this talk show host or whatever it is they all have an agenda they all have an agenda. I don't care what news channel it is or news anchor it is or what celebrity it is. They have some kind of an, uh, uh, of an agenda. And I strongly doubt that it's based on this. But I know what I believe. And I'm thankful for what I believe. I'm thankful for what God put in on me at an early age. And I'm thankful for what I can come to in this congregation and hear our pastor preach about every week. It's something that I can trust and I can believe in because I know it's coming from this word. So I don't think that we take, make a decision to find ourselves in some of the troubles that we find ourselves in. But we can be Hezekiah, church. We can be Hezekiah and say, all right, I'm going to start to restore those things that I removed from my life. I'm going to start to restore the things that I believe in that was my foundation that is true. I'm going to start to bring that restoration in, and I'm going to say, all right, I did believe in this for a while, but I'm going to take this out of my life. I'm going to take this out of the temple for a while, and I'm going to start to put the good things, the the truth of God into my life. Amen. Amen. So if you're here today and you need to have that restoration, we need to seek him. Can we raise our hands and, and just worship him for a second? Can we just seek Him for a second and let His presence move in this place and minister to our hearts? Hallelujah. Right now, can we just ask Him, help us, Lord God. Help us, Lord Jesus, to remember that, that foundation that I can believe in. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we go back to what He put in us when you were baptized in the name of Jesus? When you repented of your sins, can you remember that moment for right now? When you put all of your faith and all of your trust in God before the money, before the income, before the relationship, before the destruction, what did you believe in? That foundation, can we trust in that? If our musicians would come, can we stand and just raise our hands and seek Him for a minute? Jesus, bless us. Minister to our hearts right now, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to remember that foundation, that you were born, God, that you did wrap yourself in flesh. Thank you, Lord, and live a spotless life for us, Lord God. I can't put my assurances in this world. Thank you, Jesus. I can't trust in anything but you, God. I can't trust in anything but you, God. Some people right now are seeing things fall apart in their life because you've trusted in something that's not of God. You didn't listen to what the prophet said and you put your trust in something else and it's falling apart right now. You can let that fall apart right now. You can let that fall apart and restore it like Hezekiah did. And say, that's fine, God. If you need to take that away from me, if you need to take that out of my life to bring restoration and let him take it out today. In the name of Jesus, let him take it. Let him take it out of your life today. Don't be afraid of what God can do for you. You don't have any reason to be afraid of what God will do for you. You have no reason to be afraid of the path God will put you on. Because Ahaz found out in complete destruction what the world put it, the path of the world. Hezekiah saw resor, uh, restoration. Hezekiah, when he was going to die, prayed for 15 years of li- extra life. God gave it to him. God blessed Hezekiah for his faith in him. Can we praise him for a few minutes? If you want to come to the altar and seek him, let's, uh, let's just seek him for a few minutes. Let's thank him. Let's praise him. Let's worship him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You're good. Your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you, God. Jesus, you're worthy. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for your truth, the foundation in my life, Jesus. Jesus, I praise you. I thank you, Jesus. I worship you right now, God. Thank you for the truth that you put into my heart, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to stand on that. in light of all the lies the enemy's bringing into our minds and into our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Help us to stand on your truth, on your foundation. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you right now, God. Let's seek him for a few minutes. Let's seek him for a few minutes.